Well, the first week is in the books. One, one, and one. Dylan and Chris, we're going to get into it. Armchair GM Podcast brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, how about that new system, Chris? The team still hasn't quite got it, but uh, I see little snippets of of pretty good hockey, but uh, it's a lot of defensive breakdowns. Yeah, I mean, the zone coverage is great and all. Um, I don't know that everybody knows what their zone is. I think uh, there needs to be a bit of communication. It's pretty sloppy so far. Yeah, which I expected. I don't know if you expected that, but uh, having you know such a defensive coach as as Sutter come in and you know do the man to man thing and be so strict about everything, switching that was going to take some time, anyways. I think. Well, yeah, especially when we did make any changes through the off season. There's you're trying to drill in a completely new system for existing players. And, you know, obviously it's going to take five, 10 games before it starts to fully gel and take effect. And yeah, obviously, obviously we're three games in. So, I mean, I'm hoping by the end of October, they're, they're uh, looking like they're, they've bought into the system and, and uh, ready to actually claim their own, own zone which would be nice It'd be uh, refreshing based on what we've seen for the first three games yeah i mean I, I again i can see a little bit of of it when it's working but I, like you said the guys don't quite know what their zone is yet um i saw quite a few especially in the first couple games i saw a few uh, instances where uh even Tanev and and some some of the other defensemen the puck would be going what looked to be in between two different zones right for people who don't know what the zone um zone defense is it's where everybody's essentially assigned a, a portion of the defensive zone and that's where they are and they defend anyone who goes into that it's a pretty basic way of describing it, but they defend anyone who goes into that zone. All those guys are now theirs to, to defend. Um, yeah. And there's, there's also a few times where I've seen it kind of come together nicely, where all of a sudden there's a nice looking quad on the ice. And, you know, um, I, I think it's actually been taking better shape during the penalty kill. And it, and it has five on five. It's easier to, to, do a grid of four players to break down a defensive zone than it is exactly but there's been times where the puck has gone what looks to be in like i don't know exactly what all all their zones are supposed to be how how they're broken up but it looks like two guys are looking at each other like is that your puck or is that my puck whose puck is that and then a and then one of the opposing players goes right in and gets the puck because the our two guys are frozen because they don't quite know who's going in for that puck yet. Yeah. And as, again, that's just a matter of, of uh, spending a little bit more time with the coach, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Husk has got to get it through in, in a way that they're going to catch on quickly. Right. We don't want to start falling behind where, where it takes 15 games for them to kind of clue into what's happening. Season's yeah. short enough as it is. I, I was giving them about eight games and if it still looked bad in eight games, I was going to start getting a little frustrated with it. But uh, mm-hmm. again, I think it's perfectly reasonable for them to struggle with a brand new system for a little bit, right? Like yeah, you're drilling new habits into their, into their brains while getting rid of old habits at the same time. It's not, it's not the easiest thing to do in, a bunch of preseason games with playing with players that aren't actually going to be on the team. And then just a couple of regular season games, right? Like it's going to take a little while. Yeah. That's, it's going to take a bit. Um, 
also also getting some offensive flow would be nice as well. Um, obviously, we're looking at pretty much the same rough lines for for all three games. You know, minus maybe a couple of moves, but nothing nothing major. Um, so I think once we start getting flow north going north and flow coming back, I I think it'll come together. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. I'm I'm still kind of on the fence on what I think the season's going to be this year. But. Yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I think that there's, I think that there's a lot of, um, no possibilities of it actually going pretty well, especially with how pretty much all of the Pacific division teams, except the golden Knights have started like the Oilers started off bad. Um, the Canucks started off well, but the, I don't think that's likely to last long. Um, and all of the other teams are, are just, you know, in the middle. Right. So yeah, I don't think that uh, anyone's, you know, especially just three games in nobody's breaking away too fast. So if you give it a little bit for them to get it, and nobody's too far ahead, then uh, I do think that once they get it, especially with how G Markstrom has been performing, and I think Huberto, I haven't talked to you about Huberto yet, but I think how both of those guys have been performing, um, it's been a really good sign mm -hmm. of, of what's to come, especially once they get that system. Yep. Yep. The... Uh... More to come on the system, I guess, right? You know, mm -hmm. We'll we'll see what it starts looking like in November, and, and you know, at, at that point, I expect there to be solidified lines and things like that. At least, mostly, at least solidified pairings. Like I think there mostly is already solidified pairings up front, like you know, Huberto and and. Uh, uh, Huberto and Lindholm and uh, Kadri and it looks like Dubé and Backlund and Coleman type of thing like like they're keeping certain players together and they're moving all of the other which is you know understandable yeah yeah that's uh yeah that's all good yeah. so what do you want to do you want to break down uh game one Winnipeg in Calgary? Yeah, let's do it. So, where do we start? We've got good production. Um, obviously, somewhat of a rival coming into town to start the season. And uh, obviously, Mangiapane scores first goal. Does that make sense? Yeah, which is good. I, I really want Mangiapane to prove me wrong. I really sure. do, because that would mean he's consistently producing, but he's already dropped off. So, yeah, he's already <laughs> he dropped did have off. A really good game because he was slotted to be on the on the second or third line that game, and they moved him up after Dubé took a penalty, I believe. Uh, yeah, they moved him up onto that line, and then he scored two goals and and looked really good against Winnipeg, anyways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he had two goals and an assist, so obviously, you know, good production from him. I uh, I personally don't believe that Dubé is the answer on the top line. He didn't doesn't look like there's a lot of chemistry between the three, in my opinion. Um, it didn't look it again. It was like half a game, but it didn't look like it. You're right. Yeah, I don't yeah, think there's a whole bunch of chemistry between Mangiapane and those two either. Um, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, got to find a spot for for eighty eight, though, right? Got to find a spot for everyone. Like, maybe it's time to try Sharon Govich up there again. Like, he hasn't been popping, but that shootout shot was uh, really close to going in. But that showed the shot that he has, and I'd be interested to see him with a little bit more space and a good playmaker. Um, so. Maybe we'll see that one day. I am I'm not sure. 
he does have a great shot, really quick release, which is nice, right? He, I think he can fool a lot of goaltenders if he's put in the right position. Um, Absolutely. You know, and then then we have two guys in Lindholm and and Sharagovich that can play in front of the net and and get into those dirty areas and and probably you know I I think it would I think it would yield good results personally. Um, like I said, I I, like I don't necessarily want Andrew on on that top line. I think the one thing that Sharon Govich has shown me through the last three games, even though he's been in the bottom of the lineup for that whole time, is the ability to fetch the puck out and get it to his teammate. Um, and I think that's kind of what Huberto and Lindholm need. If If you think about what Kachuk used to do, get into the corner, get the puck out, get it to Lindholm, bam in the net right and i don't expect sharon govich to do what what he did right but i think that he can do that part of it and maybe maybe gets a little bit of chemistry he's a big body he can get in there get the puck fire it out front Mm -hmm. um because i i kind of want to get into huberdo a little bit later but uh let's get on with the with that game all right what is, what is your uh, opinion been so far of Greer on, in that game? I guess in particular, he didn't have much ice, a little bit less than seven minutes. Um, it was a plus one, had some shots on goal. He had the first grade A opportunity of the season for the team. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. a heck of a heck of a play. But I haven't had any problems. Like I don't think he's been bad. I don't think he's been particularly great. He's been quick on the forecheck. He's helped that fourth line eat up minutes. And uh, for a guy who's making less than league minimum, I can't really complain about that. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, obviously we're talking about the you know, the fourth line, but I mean, I, I've been really appreciating his his work ethic, his hustle. Um, he's, he's trying to remain in the lineup, which is pretty much all you can ask. Oh, 100%. But I think I think uh having him on the fourth line is a is a plus. He hits hits well. He's good at digging. So I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing from him so far. Same with Dur, right? We know we know what he's all about. Just work 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 and Yeah, and... he hasn't been popping as much as I thought he would honestly. Like again, fourth line minutes, he's He's playing with with Sharon Govich and and uh, and Greer, so he doesn't have maybe the most high skilled guys to to play with, but um, he does have it in him to to dangle and and do stuff like that. So hopefully one day, man, like I, I really think that he would be a good option higher up the lineup. I I really do. He's got all the skill, and um. He just gets typecast into a fourth line role, but yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting. You know, in the game one he had they he, the fourth line had um, there was a big contrast between minutes between fourth line and effectively the rest. You know, they they were sitting at around seven minutes while the rest rest is sitting around or starting at thirteen and and obviously going up from there. But yeah. then getting into the second game, they're they're playing ten minutes and so. You can you can tell that Huska appreciates the the work ethic and and uh, you know maybe just giving them more more time to you know get get the team going right get them energized that's what mm-hmm. they're there for. Uh, you know one thing that's actually been really impressing me is is Jacob Markstrom. Um, his numbers it's actually kind of funny because his his numbers in the two games I thought he was really good in weren't very good. But was... the numbers, his numbers in the last game, which I thought he was not as good in, were his best numbers. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... Yeah, I'm not. He's he's had some nice saves, which has been great, um, but he's also let in a at least one shit goal per game, in my opinion. But uh, he, he's let in. I think he's let in two shitty goals out of three games. Yeah. Um, the 
was it Ehlers or Connor? It was Connor, I think. Yeah, the Connor. Yeah. Um, you know, a leaky goal um, right in the middle of the game. And J- but the thing is, Jacob stood on his head before that, stood on his head after that, bounced back after the bad goal, whereas last year he would continue to uh, look bad for the rest of the game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's obviously, it's not ideal to let in uh, let in shitty goals. I do think that a lot of that has to do with the system and specifically the breakout, actually, I think. The um, breakout has been terrible. Yes. Hannafin um, is especially uh, struggling with that right now. I, I find uh, most of the defensemen are just kind of firing it right up the middle of the ice, hoping that one of their players is going to be there, but their but their uh, forwards are all so far up the ice that uh, nobody's there, and it just goes. I found it's been Shifley, Crosby, um, it basically um, Backstrom, Kuznetsov. Like it's just been the center. The center has yeah. picked off the pass the vast majority of the time and it leads to the flames being hemmed in their own end which is not super encouraging um i i just i think that the forwards need to hang back just a little bit yeah i mean the yeah the forwards in yeah hannafin has had some some just terrible gaps in in passes coming out of the zone or at least from behind the net in my opinion um so I mean he's got to get that under under wraps. He's looking for a contract and and that shit is not helping him. Yeah, he looks really really good in preseason. Like everyone was really impressed with how much he was shooting, how well he was skating and and I think it's just kind of consistently gone down since like his play level has consistently gone down since the season started. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying my best to see good things. I've been trying this this year is I've been trying to see good things in the players that I have a bias against already because of what I've seen from them in the past. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to see good things from Han- Hannafin and he's just doing the giveaway thing again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's more striking now, in my opinion, um, or it appears to be, I guess would be a better way to put it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you- do you think Markstrom's been good? Would would you call it good, or would you call it better than better than he was last year? Would you call it uh, well, yeah, good enough? What what would you say? I mean, obviously better than last year. I mean that that goes without saying. But I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, the fact that I think we went with ten shots there in the first game before he let in a goal. I mean, that was, I'm sure, I think it was 90, like thirteen. Yeah, it yeah. was like nineteen. Or ninety percent of the fan base probably just had a big sigh of relief, just like holy shit, he saved saved the first shot and the second. Yeah, moving forward near he, the he beginning had... of the third game, Matt, our buddy Matt, he uh, he put in group chat. He's like, Marsham stopped the first three shots of the game in three games straight. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that and that uh, that flurry in the in the Pittsburgh game, and. In the first period, which we'll get into when we start talking about that game, was was I mean that was unreal. Um, yeah. So like he's had some he's had some really really strong uh, stretches stretches and he, and he's had some some not as good but I mean no I I don't have a problem with how he's been playing so far he's he's been he's been pretty good. Um, yeah. I don't I wouldn't I'm I'm not I'm not the type that's gonna go he was unreal I mean we did lose two out of three games so yeah um you see i do think he was unreal i i think that the team left him out to dry quite often um yeah i like and and he made a lot of second third fourth opportunity saves um and one thing that's been impressing me is his truck, his his confidence level. You can tell he's confident, and his puck tracking, which was absolutely shit last year. But if you look at his head this year, you can see that he he knows where it is. 
yeah. which you can't say about last year. So um, I do, again, I think everything kind of comes back to the system. Most of what we're probably going to talk about today comes back to the system. And I think that once some of the things in front of him get cleaned up, I think that his um, his save percentage is going to go way up. Um, he's still going to get shit on until he has eight shutouts this year because that's just how fickle the fan base is. But, uh, you know. I mean, I don't know. I don't need him to to get shutouts. I just, I just want to see a stretch of it, right? Yeah, I, mean, I want to we... see. I want to see him continue the level of play that he's had. I don't need him to have a nine thirty save percentage. If he has a nine ten, nine fifteen, this team's a playoff team, right? Yeah, if he had a if he had a a nine eleven, which I believe is his career average, anyways. If he had that last year, we were comfortably in the playoffs. We would have been probably second in the division yeah 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 so i just i just want i just want that i want league average goaltending from our starting goaltender is that too too much to ask (laughs) no and i think i'm gonna knock on wood here but i like to think that he's well on his way to doing that because even though his numbers don't show it i do think he's been much better and just his the story has been for me anyways markstrom has got the flames three points that they haven't deserved i mean scoring five goals in the first game probably has a lot to do with that as well yeah well i mean hellebuck was fucking terrible too but that um, helps i do think the jets outplayed us that game and i think that the Pittsburgh Penguins outplayed us. I think that we outplayed the Capitals. And that was his worst game. But Which, oddly enough... Um, was his was... best numbers. Well, no. But that's okay. He was His save percentage was higher against Winnipeg. Oh, was it? Yeah, I didn't nine, realize that. Nine, 919 in Winnipeg, 913 against Washington. Oh, well, good. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, like so. So far, his save percentage for this year after three games is is eight ninety eight, which uh, isn't isn't good. No, but... it's just slightly better than what he was last year, as well as his uh, goals against average is is less than sorry is more than it was last year. So yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I, he's he's. He's trending in the right direction, but I'm I'm not there with him. You're not, you're not as sold as I am. Again, it's a small sample size, and I don't want to say I'm sold because he has, like you said, he has to have a stretch about it, mm-hmm. um, have a stretch of good play. Uh, and I don't mean three games. I mean 10, 12, 15, right? Well, yeah, because he's going to likely play 60 games again, right? So, mm-hmm. so we're, you know, if he's I playing 60 games. Projected and... out for 58. Yeah, I mean, if he's playing sixty games, then we need him to win, you know, at least thirty. Mm-hmm. And so far, he's won one out of three. Yeah. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet 5 on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, LA. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. 
Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Um, what do you think of the Pittsburgh game? Let's move on to that. Pittsburgh was, I mean, it just broke down, right? It, it was looking good, and then it just went to shit. Yeah. At, at the beginning of the third period there. Yeah. Uh, we were, I believe we were up one nothing, right? Off of that uh, nice Coronado goal. Yeah, the yeah Coronado goal in the in the second, and then yeah, and then just one right after the other. Yeah. It was a terrible start to the third, and then Coronado's proved has been thus far proving me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, if he continues how he's been playing, if he plays like that for another few games, I'll have to start eating my words. That's for sure. You know, he doesn't look out of place there. He, which... he doesn't. And his yeah. his uh, uh, grinding, like, it's almost grinding. Just his uh, puck retrieval, maybe not ability to actually retrieve the puck, but his willingness to go get it, to try to go get it, has been really impressive. Um, and his shot is very impressive as well. He does have a very good shot. The one... Yeah. The one thing that you know, when once it gets later on in the season, I would like to see how he how he progresses, how he handles this many games. Obviously, you know the the college scene is is quite different, right? They they don't play very many games, and so that that's that's where I'm kind of going to hold off on my judgment until we get into yeah. February and see if he still has that same jump and that same pep that he's skating around with right now. Yeah, it's a lot harder to play 82 games. I don't even know what exactly what the college schedule is, but I know that usually they play like maybe maybe a couple games a week on weekends or something like that, and it's not even like not that often, right? Whereas uh, obviously you can play three, four games a week in the in the NHL, and you're traveling quite far a lot of the time, and and all that type of stuff, right? So, yeah, absolutely. See how that that works. Hopefully, he's got it in him to uh, uh, to keep pressing, man, to to keep on going. Because, um, I don't know that Pittsburgh game though. That that breakdown at the beginning of the third period. I think it was two goals in twenty something seconds. Two goals against. Um, yeah, 40... I don't think either of those goals were Markstrom's fault. Um, no, I don't necessarily say there is fault. I mean, they're both stoppable pucks, but um, I don't know if that one that came from behind him was, but I think the rest of them were stoppable. Yeah, that yeah, you're right. That was that was gross. Yeah. One one thing I am noticing though, our our faceoff percentage is is good, trending in the in the in the great uh, area. To be honest, uh, Pittsburgh game was our yeah. Um, well, even Backlund too, like yeah. in against Pittsburgh, he was fifty-seven um, percent. That's that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Lin- over half of your, well over half of your faceoffs. Then, uh, you know, that goes yeah. a long way to keeping the puck. Yeah, he was even better in in uh, in in Washington at sixty-six point seven. So, I mean, he's he's doing his job. Did you say sixty-seven? Uh, 66.7 yeah that's pretty good man yeah yeah Lindholm in that first game against Winnipeg was unreal he was 84 percent that is so good and like Winnipeg I mean Andrew Kopp is kind of a face-off specialist right or yeah. not Kopp um uh Lowry Adam Lowry, Lowry yeah it's kind of a, a face-off specialist sorry I was just watching the Detroit game Andrew Kopp, Adam Lowry, very much the same player in my opinion. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean Lindholm hasn't been, you know, as good in in the other two, you know, fifty and fifty eight against uh, Washington, but but still, That's still good. That's still yeah. over half, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I mean, both or all three games, we were we were fifty. Sorry, Winnipeg, we were sixty one percent. 
Pittsburgh were 53.1 and uh, Washington, we were uh, even better at 61.3. So, I mean, centers are doing their job and obviously one of the easiest way to start winning games is to possess the puck more often. And so if we can, if we can keep, keep those numbers uh, uh, going at the, at the center position, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Especially once, especially coming from the defensive zone once the breakouts get cleaner, um, which I believe they will. I think this is just uh, just growing pains. But once the breakout gets cleaner, winning faceoffs and breaking out is going to be huge for for our team, especially um, with guys like Coronado and and um, hopefully Kadri can stop being the biggest liability in the history of the NHL. But uh, fuck um we'll talk about that in a second too um but yeah i i thought that we actually played pretty good for the majority of that pittsburgh game but that the last uh the last period especially was just a uh complete shit show honestly yeah oh yeah they dominated and you know and it, and it shows on the on the scoreboard right yeah. Going oh, going to going to third, being up one nothing, and then you know, within um, within five minutes, we're down down three to one. Yeah, and Malkin, man, that shot by Malkin is oh yeah, so fucking elite and just so in in tight. Like it kind of reminds me of of how Monahan used to be able to to shoot the puck, um, just raising it really really quickly and really in tight because there was no space and there was a guy in between him and the goalie yeah and he still raised it that quick like it it was quite amazing well yeah i mean we we obviously know that malkin has been an an elite player for for a long time now so i mean years yeah, it's that's not surprising by me that he's yeah. able to pull stuff like that off. He's he's an yeah. incredible player, always has been. Yeah. No, totally agree. Um move on to the next game, Washington. Let's do it. Let's um, do it. I mean I mean I I thought we dominated a big chunk of that game. Um we should have won that game. Should have won that game for sure. Um, um, you know, we we effectively kept you know Ovechkin out of the game completely. Yeah, he he had a couple of shot attempts. I don't even know if he got any shots on goal. Um, but yeah, he kind of he did seem quite quite quiet to me. Yeah, one hit, no shots. No shots. Yeah. Like that's to keep Ovechkin at no shots is pretty impressive. However, um That's that zone defense, baby. Yeah. Um however, you know, there are some players that we didn't keep off keep off the uh the score sheet. Yeah. The elite Matthew Phillips. Yeah. I you know how I feel about it. I know, I know. You you cried. I I just absolutely lost my shit. Uh, I've always been really sad that he didn't get a chance here. No, I don't give two fucks. Um, we had two other two other Calgary Flames draft picks who were on our team who also got two points each, and they just nobody gave two fucks about them. So. And one of them is pretty much a local boy too, but nobody gave two fucks about them. Everyone's just up in arms about a third liner or fourth liner on the fourth line Washington Capitals. Like who gives two fucks? Other than everybody, apparently. (laughs) Oh yeah, he's he's the subject. I mean, move on. (laughs) All right, Sonny Milano. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Speaking of giving a shit. No, I mean, like we dominated that game in in a lot of ways. Um, you know, we we had uh, forty shots on goal, which is 
let's let's get back to last year where we have way too many non-quality shots hitting the crest of the goalie. Yeah, and that, and like the thing is is um not as many are coming from low danger areas. I think that uh, their their goalie did pretty pretty well there. Um but I also think that uh, I we didn't like. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's frustrating because we should have won that game. I I do think we should have won that game. Phillips' goal came off of uh came off of one of those um breakout interceptions that I talked about earlier. Um, can't even remember who it was tried to send the puck out of the zone and and uh, Phillips teammate intercepted it and passed it to Phillips and he scored um but Phillips yeah Milano up to up to Phillips what yeah. a what a uh dynamic duo the, yeah uh, <laughs> yeah and I mean and then that gets us into into overtime where uh Fucking cadre happens. What? Okay. What was cadre? I want to rewind to the first time I noticed him all season. Which which defender did he run into during that? No, no, not not that game. Um, or sorry, not even that move. It was another classic cadre thing where he got dumped in front of the net and was sitting on the ice with his hands out looking at the ref while the puck was going the other way instead of like getting up and going after the puck he was just like complaining to the ref sitting like you're more likely to get the benefit of the doubt if you just keep fucking playing <laughs> um yep and as far as skating in, into the ref or sorry not into the ref into a defender is concerned um, Kadri does this thing where he he'll skate into the into the um, offensive zone, and then he doesn't actually use his teammates. He gets tunnel vision, and he tries to either take in uh, take the puck in to the net by himself, or he takes a shot from the blue line unscreened. But while he's doing that, he tries to skate through somebody who's like one and a half times his size. Yep. He did it to Truba last year. He did it to uh, John Carlson yesterday, the other day. He he had I counted six times in two and a half periods that he did it against um, against Washington, and each time turns into a giveaway one of the opponents gets the puck and breaks it out and then it's off to the races the other way. I don't know why he doesn't want to use his teammates in the offensive zone. He passes in the defensive zone all the time. He knows how he just refuses to do it. Once he gets in, into the offensive zone, it drives me fucking batshit crazy. Yeah. It's, it's super frustrating to watch him in the offensive zone. I mean, I don't know how many times, like he just skates towards the blue line. He just he's a hindrance. Like like our, our our defenders will have the puck and he's and he's in the way. Get out of the way. Oh yeah, he skated like, right into one of our players, one of our players with the puck. There was nobody yeah. else around him. He just skate. He he's he's a mobile pylon. He's like trying to get in people's way. Uh, I, like our into Calgary Flames players way or into the defenders way when the defenders are defending it makes no sense yeah well exactly uh, like he's he's a liability out there right now like like against Winnipeg he was a minus 2 we won the game 5-2 yeah like, how do you do that right or sorry one uh, 5-3 but yeah but still a minus 2 in that game like you're you're a liability. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And like, I don't take a whole bunch of, um, you know, credence into into that stat all the no, time. No, I know, I know. Sometimes but I it... mention it to get to get my point across, even though I don't really look at it. 
Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm the same way. I don't look at it as a as a ballot stat either. But when you when the team scores five goals and you're not on the ice for any of them, mm-hmm. but you're but you're giving the puck away for for uh, or or being in in that scenario to give the puck away for for goals against, like, come on, yeah, it's it's frustrating to watch with Kadri. I I just hope we're not talking about this for six more years. I hope that that Huska sees it. And I hope that he works with Kadri because you don't play how Kadri played in Colorado without having good habits. I don't care who you're playing with. I don't care how good the players you're playing with are. You don't play how like like Kadri legitimately played really well in Colorado. So he had a year off of, playing how he's playing in Calgary. He played like that in Toronto and he was terrible for that whole time. Yep. And then he went to Colorado and played out of his mind and then he came to Calgary, got paid and just started shitting the bed. He had like two good weeks in Calgary period. Yeah. The uh I mean according like now Jets game according to the NHL stats he had he had two give two giveaways in that game. You can't do that. That doesn't seem correct, but okay. I mean, that's what they officially like. They they also don't count hits or stuff like that properly either. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like it's just it's it's really really frustrating to watch about the ice, mm-hmm. and I couldn't imagine being a teammate to somebody like that. That, that Especially would really... somebody trying, like, because they started Coronado on his line, and I feel like the reason that they moved Coronado to the third line to play with Backlund is because Coronado wasn't getting touches because Kadri was not passing the fucking puck. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how you can be that fucking selfish. Like. There comes a point where I don't give two fucks how much money you're making. If you're playing that fucking badly, the press box is right fucking there. Bring up Connor Zuri. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and and he's eating eating up a ton of time. Like he's on the ice for eighteen to twenty minutes a night. Yeah, something Um, has to change there because I'm at the end of my rope with him. A hundred percent. Um, let's talk about Jonathan Huberdeau, though. Um, how have you thought that he's played so far? I thought he's been really good. Um, Did you? Okay, I, I didn't, because I, we haven't really talked about him. So um, I, I've been happy with with how he's been engaged in the play. He he, uh, he, he still is finding it hard to find a player on his line that can receive his pass. Because he 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 will pass to you in 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 such an unlikely scenario where a you don't even think he's able to make the pass, but he he pulls it off, and mm-hmm. and still like he's played with Lindholm quite a bit, you know not as much as I thought he should have last year, but Lindholm needs to to corral those passes. To pay, yeah, to be, he needs to be paying attention. Yeah, Huberdeau's going to make that pass, and if if you're not paying attention, it's just going to hit the hit 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 your stick or hit your blade and and go off into the distance, which is kind of what's happening. It's funny because I think both players have played very well on the same line, but separately. If if you know what I'm saying, but I, no, don't I do think that they have all that much chemistry. Although I'd like to see it for for a few more games before I really make that call and start calling for them to get broken up because they are our two best forwards and they should be playing together at least for a little while to try and get it together. Um, but I agree. Guys aren't, aren't uh, corralling his passes and um, a lot of them just aren't even ready for it. Like it's not even that they're not um, gathering it in. Sometimes they're just not looking because they're, mm-hmm. They don't know that it's coming, right? Um, 
but one thing that I really have uh, been impressed with with Jonathan Huberto, and and you kind of said it, is his engagement. Um, however, I kind of think that that might be part of the problem of why people are frustrated with him because his engagement doesn't look like Johnny Gaudreau's engagement, right? Right. His, his I mean, they're completely different styles. Uses, exactly. He uses his body and he gets on the boards and he tries to get the puck out and he's hoping somebody's there to get, whereas, whereas Johnny and like the reason I use Johnny Gaudreau as a parallel here is because I think a lot of people expected him, including me, to kind of replace what Johnny Gaudreau did. But they're different players. Um, they're both fantastic playmakers. But Gaudreau was more the type of guy who would wait further down the boards or in the middle of the ice to get the 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 pass. Or yeah, be, well, exactly. while somebody else was over there getting getting the puck for him, he was waiting to get to get the puck next. Whereas Huberto is the guy on the boards getting the puck and then looking for somebody to pass to. Yeah, exactly. They have exactly. different roles. Yeah, Huberto goes in and digs, he retrieves the puck. Um, or if he's in the open open sea of the ice, he, he can create uh, plays out of, out of nothing. Mm, and and that's, that's definitely the difference between him and Goudreau is Goudreau obviously is not going into the corner and digging the puck out for obvious reasons. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I like his plays in, in, in the corner and down low have been really nice. They've been, he's been uh, busting his ass to, to, to make it happen. And, and I, and I think it's, it's been looking pretty good. Yeah. He's been much better. I think than he, he has, I think he's played his best, easily his best three game stretch as a Calgary flame, mm -hmm. but also three of his best games, like not even just as a stretch, but three of probably his five best games as a flame he's had. Um, and I think that's really encouraging because obviously you need your 10 and a half million dollar player to, to play well. Uh, now, do yeah. I think he's playing at a 10 and a half million dollar uh, pace? Probably not, but I do think I do think that if he continues the way he's playing, I'm just gonna throw a random not random, I've thought about it, but um kind of a projection out there. I think he could flirt with 30 goals because he's been shooting a ton too. Yeah. Um he's shot a lot. I think he led us in shots one of the games and shot attempts. I think he's leading us in shot attempts through three games. I could be wrong though. Um, I think I heard somebody on the radio say that, but um, I think he could flirt with 30 goals if he keeps playing the way he, he has played. And I think he could finish around 90, 95 points, which um, people will still complain about because it, they don't think that 10 and a half million dollars is worth, worth it for 95 points. Yeah. Or 90 points or whatever but i i uh i mean i'd love that i'd love the, that if it'd be especially in that pittsburgh game he had five shots in that game yeah five shots that hit the net so so that i mean he, he's he's had a ton which is nice mm -hmm. backland had five shots in the capitals game oh really yeah i yeah, actually I mean, haven't been super impressed with backland's play i think he's taken some penalties but uh, you know, I just, yeah, I haven't been super impressed with Backman's play throughout the season. But he's also generally second half backs, right? So, um, yeah, well, that, exactly. I mean, he did take two penalties uh, against Winnipeg. He hasn't had any since, but yeah, but they um, they were they were kind of weird weird penalties too. Stuff that he that he he knows better. Well, exactly. He know, and um, not that I'm chalking it off because it's not really a good excuse. But I do think that, um, specifically in the Winnipeg game, not only while he was, um, 
taking penalties, but just in general, I, I feel like he saw that C on his jersey and, and he started trying to do things that weren't natural to him to prove yeah. that he deserved it. Yeah. Instead of doing the, the things that got him that in the first place. Yeah, he's been initiating a lot of contact, you know, ap- after the play and things like that. I th- I think he's trying to to be obviously not to the extent, but trying to be an Aginla. Yeah, he's trying to to be somebody he's not, which is I mean, there have been times, I mean, specifically when he plays against Edmonton, he is like that. Yeah. But I f- I don't want him to do that all the time. I don't think he needs to be doing that all the time. I just want him to be in position like he's so, so good at. Be in position defensively. That's that's your job. He could drop off the face of the earth points-wise. As long as he's in position defensively, he's the backland that I like. Yep. Yep, agreed. Yeah. No. I'm actually kind of surprised you said that uh, that you were impressed with Huberto so far because uh, I was ready to to get on a little bit of a little bit of a argument with you. <laughs> I I thought you were going to say no. I uh, I I've heard from somebody um, that you like to get into in, into discussions. We'll call it. With with people, I don't know why. Just trying to be argumentative with me, and and <laughs> and, and, sometimes. and yeah, sometimes. I think we both might have that in us. So, well, that's what brought us together to to do this show in the first place. Like even like a couple of years before we started the show, we were we argued quite often on <laughs> on in Facebook groups about about flames and. Uh, specifically in Flames Hub, join Flames Hub. Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like we've kind of uh, realized that we like a lot of the same things when it comes to hockey, and we like uh, like we have the same set of principles when it comes to what we like in hockey, and it uh, for the most part, and it has settled us down as far as arguing with each other. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think once we uh, discovered that we both just simply hold the team accountable um, yeah, <laughs> and started thinking about it objectively like that, it just made more sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, was there anything else you wanted to point out? Like we, we haven't really talked about any of the defense. Actually, here's a question for you. Um, when it comes to... It seems like every rush there's a D going up on the rush and going in the in the corners and around. And Hannafin had one really nice play actually where he um I th- I believe he got two assists in that game or something like that. I can't remember exactly. But he had a really nice play where he actually went behind the net and passed it out front and, and somebody scored. Yep. I can't remember who that was at this point. I just remember seeing it was Hannafin back there and being like I don't like having my defense back there quite as much as, as it has been. Um, obviously, it's got to happen sometimes. And, you know, TJ Brody is one of my favorite defensemen the Flames have had in many years, and he is just notorious for doing that. But Yeah, um, yeah he's, he's had, like... he had two primary assists in in Washington. Um, yeah. The, the Rizika goal and the Dubé goal. Um, so how how do you feel about those? Uh, it seems like uh, Rasmus and uh, Mackenzie and Noah and Nikita and uh, the the game Osterley played. Um, I've, even I've seen Tanev up there a couple times. Gilbert not so much. Gilbert's just been staying back, which I like. But yeah, yeah, and Tanev, yeah, he's done it a couple times. But I mean, he looks like. He's, he's uncomfortable lost. with it. He does not like it, um, which I'm fine with. He should just stay where he belongs on the blue line. Because, um, you know, obviously he's he's playing with 
with with people that that need to to learn from him right mm-hmm. so so i i think i think tanev is is best set where where he belongs on the blue line um anderson i don't mind if he engages because he's good at it he's quick at getting back um, same with mckenzie in my in my yeah, opinion yeah absolutely you know and both anderson and and mckenzie will put a lot of effort in getting back if they're caught you know in in the offensive zone like that like they'll actually bust their ass to to get back it's, there and, and be the first guy back against against the player it's the only thing actually i shit on nikita for doing it all the time but i do think that he is the most effective at getting back mm-hmm. i just think he's not very effective at defending without taking a penalty a lot of the time and when you're rushing to do that i think like when you're rushing back because you were behind the offensive net you're more likely to to do something reactionary where you take a penalty and that it yeah. worries me more with him than it does with the other guys yeah it but, does worry me more more with him i think a lot of that has to do with his size too so when when yeah. he's when he's going he's up against, but it, it looks like he's like molesting them, right? But he's <laughs> a, but he's but bit. he's quick, and and I mean he's had some really nice hits so far in the in the three games. Uh, two yeah. two really nice ones in against Winnipeg. Yeah, that uh, I mean I I know I've uh, I've been a lot higher on Zadarov since he got here than you have been. Um, I but I do like those those big defenders that can that can put a hurting on you, right? That's that's the style of defense I prefer uh, over, say, say a Hannafin that's a little more offensively gifted. Um, same with Anderson, right? I mean, they're not they're not punishing defenders where that's kind of the era that I come from is is you know, my, yeah. I want my defenders to be like Robin Regeer and the, the tunnel of and, doom. Yeah, make you make you think twice about about coming back behind the net or whatever. Yeah, no. And and I agree, and I think that um, Nikita has kind of proven me wrong a little bit, not all the way, because um, I do think that he's a fairly uh, penalty prone. But I do think that uh, he doesn't get out of position to make hits, which I think I had. I don't know if it's as much of a preconceived notion from before he came to Calgary or if it's yeah. because I actually watched him while he was in Colorado. I was going to say, you, you got that from Greg. Thanks, Greg. Yeah. Well, no, he was like that. And he was like that the first few, the first little bit when he was with the flames and then he got sat for a little bit and then Sutter kicked that shit out of him. Um, it doesn't go out of, I still have that diagram that I, that I, uh, drew in my book when uh we signed him and Goodbranson and I have a a little diagram showing Goodbranson on one board and Zadarov on the other board and three and a three on O in front of our goalie because I'm like this is just gonna happen all the time. And then it turned out not to so (laughs) yeah they actually ended up being a pretty good uh, combo. Yeah, they they played really well together, which I mean, it got made, the Branson four times four for no reason. Right? It rejuvenated but, his career. Absolutely. Who, who would have thought that Nikita would have done that to the man? Yeah. Well, I, I think, was watching uh, the Columbus game the other day, and Nikita Branson got in a pretty good tilt. I was I was pretty impressed. I do miss him. Yeah, I do miss him. I mean, he he just really was impressed and and happy with the Sutter style of play. Obviously, that that's mm-hmm. just kind of who he is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Weger's been been pretty good. I've uh, I, I haven't really noticed him for the for the wrong reasons, like I have uh, Hannafin a few times. Yeah, no, I agree. He's just and you know what? about his business, which is nice. In preseason, Weger threw a few of those pizzas up the ice, but he hasn't in the, yeah in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, maybe he was just testing out a new stick preseason. Who knows? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, that's the three games one, one, and one. Yeah, on the Buffalo tomorrow. Uh, 
Buffalo probably Thursday. today because I, I bet we'll probably get this up tomorrow would be my guess. Huh. Um, Dylan's optimistic. Um, yeah, so we've got uh, um, Buffalo on Thursday. And then, oh, we're going to take it to Gaudreau. Zadaroff's yeah, going to level him. One of these games, Zadaroff's going to take him out. He you is know quick enough to catch him. You know he's pissed off about the way he left. So, yeah, I think he's one of the only flames that that truly is angry about it because it ruined his uh, his hopes. <laughs> his hopes of what? I don't know. Oh, of great things. Yeah, great things. We were so close with with Gaudreau and and Kachuk. Yeah, really. I really. was thinking about that the other day. It's not even like the fact that they left isn't really what gets me and why why they left isn't what gets me it's like when you have such a good season and when you have like show growth in the playoffs and then you choose to leave that's what didn't get me you know what yeah. i mean that's yeah. sorry that's what i didn't get yeah uh, i i get you know, wanting to go somewhere warmer with less taxes. I, I get wanting to go what is actually way closer to to your hometown. Mm -hmm. uh, despite people saying it's not, it is actually quite a lot closer. And it's also not over a the border of the country. Um, but, yeah, you know, anyways, <laughs> that's all in the past. That's all in the past. Why are you, why are you bringing up old shit? I don't know. That's not likely. No. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, we got Buffalo. Wish, just just oh. as a just as a quick aside, I wish Sutter did not lose his mind because I really liked how the team played that first year and a half under him. Mm -hmm. But um, man, he lost his mind and he didn't know what to do. And well, he lost his mind after they left. Yeah, but I I don't right. mean I don't even mean with them. I mean like, even with the players, you know the Backlund and the Coleman and the Lindholm and like yeah. he lost his fucking mind, man. Well, and, I did. Uh, I mean, he, he yeah, he proved his point and he's fucking gone. Right? Yeah, so, I think he's out of here. Yeah, he's out of here. Um, so on the Buffalo. On the Buffalo. Followed by Columbus, and of course uh, Sunday in Detroit. Are you a believer that the Flames bring out um, the best in guys who are on cold streaks? No. Oh, you mean the other teams? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, not think not Paige a... Thompson has a point yet this year. I I don't think no he doesn't, <laughs> and I've got him in fantasy, and he's fucking killing me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the um the one thing the. The one thing that I find of the Flames is not so much that they bring out the the cold streaks of the other team, but if you are are playing a game and you've, you've never had a point, you've never had a goal, you've never had an assist, play the Flames because you're going to get it. Yeah. It's, I mean, how many times? First ever, first ever, first a ever. A ton, a Fuck. ton of times. Or even the first in in a really, really long time, like the, you know, haven't scored in 114 games. Scores. Yeah. It's usually about five minutes after they announce it. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as Rick Ball says it, I was like, oh, almost every time. Yeah. Um, well, any predictions for those few games? Predictions for those games. Um, I'm on the fence on Buffalo. They're going to take it to Columbus, and they're definitely beating the Red Wings. You think so? Yeah, it's an afternoon game. Yeah. Um, That's not why. Are both of the teams on back-to-backs? I feel like both teams are on back-to-backs. I could be wrong. I mean, we're, um, we'll be on a back-to-back -back when we're playing Columbus. Yeah. Which is interesting because I, I heard that uh, Vladar is supposed to be starting – on uh in buffalo yeah so that would to me make it seem like uh jacob markstrom probably starts the back-to-backs 
both of them. But maybe mean? they're just giving him the extra day to. What do you mean? Uh, no, we, we, the back-to-back is Buffalo and Columbus, and then, then we have a day off, and then Detroit. Oh, okay. I thought for some reason I thought the back-to-back was Detroit and Columbus. Okay. No, okay. No. We're good then. Th- Thursday, Friday, Buffalo and Columbus. Okay. Sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Lots of hockey coming up. It's good. That should be a busy week. Um, Flames had the best week in fantasy this week with the best schedule and i picked up andrew manjapani and i got shit on it shit on for it because i always shit on him but uh you know why wouldn't you pick up somebody with a great schedule <laughs> i mean i do that every week just happen to be flames this week that's right <laughs> that's right all right everybody don't forget to smash that like uh share this show with your friends share it around uh, join us on uh, Twitter, uh, armchair GM underscore pod, I guess X, sorry, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. There it is. Anybody has actually called it X the first try yet. Like not, not it's, a single person in the history. It's always a correction. Yeah. It's yeah. always a correction yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And make sure you check us out on YouTube, uh, if you can't watch on YouTube, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that type of stuff. Uh, yep. And let us know how you think the, the Flame system has has been going for the first few games in the comments section down below. Yep. Um, and uh, stay tuned for, for next week's episode as well. That's right. Until then, go Flames. Go Flames, go.